Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Friday, November 24th, 2023, and today is our 241st devotional. And today we're looking at Absalom, a person that had too much hair. Uh, that's not something that I could ever be accused of. Um, just uh, when we look at Absalom, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is just uh, what a waste. Uh, when we look at his life, and you see it from about Second uh, Samuel chapter 13 on through uh, to chapter 18, to the end of chapter 18. But even after that, you see that his uh, the effects of his life had long-lasting effects. They had long uh, there were consequences that just continued on for years after his death. And um, so we'll start looking at it and probably read uh, another of one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Uh, this is 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 33. It says this, And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, Thus he said, O oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. What a what a verse, what a what a sad event for Absalom. What a sad event for David. Um, so what happened in Absalom's life to make it where he had such a miserable death and such a, uh, a terrible ending to his life. Well, uh, it started off, we looked yesterday a little bit at um, Amnon and Amnon uh, having raped his sister Tamar. And this was all kind of swept under the rug because David uh, was guilty of kind of the same sin and he couldn't condemn Amnon without condemning himself, so he let it slide. So uh, because of this, Absalom becomes bitter. Um, he probably was angry at, at Amnon, we know that, uh, but he was probably also angry at David uh, for allowing it to go on, and so he arranged for uh, a feast whereby Amnon could be put kind of in his his grasp, and he wound up killing him, uh, having him killed by his servants. Then he fled into exile. Uh, he fled into another country and was there for a few years. Uh, when he was brought back, it wasn't the happy reunion like um, everybody wanted. It was just uh, quietly brought back. Again, David is trying to sweep things under the rug, and Absalom is not going to let it happen. Uh, he makes Joab his enemy, but eventually gets let back into the palace, and as soon as that happens, he starts drawing people to himself, uh, getting ready to make a coup uh, over the course of a few years. He just draws people to himself, and, and it's interesting how it's worded. He says that if if I were king, if I were able to judge your cause, I would, would do what's right here. He, he would find disaffected people, people that weren't being listened to, and there are always going to be people like that. 
there are always people that feel like they have been done wrong. And he drew those people to himself. Um, and, and he uh, was able to get leave from his father. His father was just ignoring him. David was ignoring him what was going on. Uh, he went to Hebron and where they anointed him king. Uh, the people that he drew around him, they blew a trumpet and he had sent spies out. And when he they blew the trumpet, everybody was to shout out, Absalom is king now. And so they come back to Jerusalem. And interestingly enough, David just leaves. He doesn't try to fight. He just leaves. And, and his thinking, I think, was, uh, I have sinned enough. I should not be king. And if God wants me to be king, he'll set me up as king. I am not going to fight about this. And I think that's what saved David uh, right there was the, the simple fact that he was willing to give it up and willing not to fight about it um, directly with Absalom. He was willing to leave Jerusalem uh, because was God's hand upon him or not. And uh, so that kind of shows there. But um, Absalom gathered about him uh advisors. He, he got Ahithophel. Uh, Ahithophel, it appears to me, was the grandfather of Bathsheba. So that's an interesting twist on things there. And, and these two men that were very bitter at David for what David had allowed and what David had done um, start conniving against him. Um, Absalom made uh, Amasa Amasa, the, this is the cousin of Joab. He made him captain of the army, and then they went out to battle, and they were going to destroy uh, David and everyone with him. And, and I really wonder if, if Absalom would have just stopped right there, if he wouldn't have been able to reign as king. But he didn't. He just had to keep going and going and going. And, and so as he's doing this, um, he goes out to battle, and he is with them in the battle, and his mule runs under a tree, and his hair gets caught in the tree, and he gets lifted up off the ground and is just stuck there. Well, Joab uh, hears word that he's there. He comes along. Everybody has been told to deal with him uh, gently, uh, but Joab is not that type of person. And here is a case where Joab realized if I don't deal with him, David is not going to do it, so I had better do it. And he killed him. He, um, they, they abused him, you might say, as he was hanging there in the tree and could not defend himself. Uh, and so word gets back to David, and that's when you find David uh, running up above the stairs. Oh, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Um, I don't, I think that's something that every parent wants to avoid. We don't want to have our children uh, die like Absalom did. We don't want to have a situation like that. And so uh, when we see this happen, uh, when we see what has happened there, uh, what are some things that we can learn from this? Well, uh, there are a lot of things. As a parent, you can learn to uh, even if you have sinned, um, you still need to point out to your children sin, problems, and if you have the 
um, responsibility uh, you need to punish. Uh, obviously, sometimes as our children grow older, you can't punish them, uh, but it's always important to set down and warn them if you have the uh, the ability uh, to to have them look forward. And I think if David would have built his relationship with Absalom, uh, things would not have gone this way, but he didn't. So what can we learn from Absalom's point of view? Well, we, um, we should learn um, that what we... Uh, when we allow ourselves to get bitter, it will hurt both us and those around us. Uh, bitterness is like a root that gets in and just starts tearing things up. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever had to deal with uh, roots that get into your drain system, but uh, they will destroy a drain system, uh, a septic system. And uh, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, Verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Uh, it will not just hurt you, but it will hurt those around you. It will hurt many people. Um, no man is an island unto themselves. Uh, bitterness will, it will wind up hurting you and many people. So that's the first thing. Be careful about bitterness. If you have bitterness in your life, uh, ask God to forgive you and to get rid of it because it the only person that hurts is you. Uh, it's like taking poison. Uh, being bitter at someone else is like uh, taking poison and hoping it kills the other person. It's just absurd. So get rid of bitterness in your life. The next thing that I can see here is uh, when we try to get revenge, uh, we take the place of God and usually destroy ourselves. Um, so uh, it goes kind of along with what we saw before, but uh, I see in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place un unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. When we try to get revenge for ourselves, we are stepping into the place of God, and he can't do the job then. Um, because we have tried to take revenge for ourselves. Um, it, it When we are trying to get back at someone else, it will wind up hurting us as well. And we need to be very careful about that. So uh, why does it wind up hurting us? Well, because uh, the, the Bible tells us we're not to make any uh any other gods. We're not to have any other gods before God. And when we decide to take revenge, we have stepped into the place of God. And so we have made another God. We have broken the first commandment there. So uh, the last thing that I see is uh, when we focus on other people's faults, we can't see our own faults. Um, Absalom had plenty of faults. Uh, he had plenty of sins in his life, and he couldn't see them because he was focused on David's faults. And that's what happens to us most of the time. Matthew chapter 7 verse 3 tells us this, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and, canst, and considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Um, we see this little speck in, in someone else's eye, and we say, we'll help you get it out. And we've got this big old beam in our own eye, uh, and we can't even see clearly. 
to help anybody else because we're so focused on their sin. Um, I think that's why in our day and age, cancel culture is so big. And even in the church over the years, cancel culture has been big in the church because we like to point out other people's sins, but not our own. And that's something that we need to learn to do is to confess early and often. Uh, I have heard it said that in the church, we have good concealers, but not good confessors. And it, if you're struggling with sin, learn to confess it. Uh, find somebody that you can talk to uh, about it and get it out into the open so that it can be dealt with. And we as a church, we as churches, we need to be uh, loving towards people when they do confess sin instead of critical and, and shun them when we hear that how bad they really are. Uh, I, if you have not realized this, we all have the potential of being extremely bad, of being devils, if you will. So we need to be careful about judging other people like Absalom here. He judged his father and it wound up destroying him and many more people in the kingdom. So um, don't let that happen to you. I hope that you will take this weekend and enjoy fellowship with other believers and enjoy time around the word of God and just let God work in your heart this weekend. So until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.